We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to DC. Well, Jackson, welcome back home to Burgundy and Gold today. How was your games, your personal appearance, the haircut, and the whole um, nine didn't get I didn't get the ladder. I didn't get a haircut. Um, did oh, okay. uh, did go over to Harrisonburg yesterday? Took my son okay. and James Madison, one of the schools that he's considering. You were scouting. Oh, I was you scouting. You've been dad slash scouting entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah okay. I was scouting, okay. if you will. I mean, if I'm gonna have to. Invest in the next, hopefully, just four years. Uh, I want to <laughs> see what I'm paying for. Right, I've been there a bunch of times, but went there yesterday. Then we stuck around, had dinner there, went and saw my alma mater lose to uh, James Madison in basketball, which was uh, never makes you feel good. Quite, you quite know, painful, yeah. but yeah. it was a uh, great arena, by the way. Uh, New tremendous arena, right? arena. Yeah, it's yeah. a great place. I mean, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with uh, mm-hmm. the arena. Of course, the guy from Old Dominion built it, but whatever. Um, you know, it's uh, it was very nice, uh, very nice arena there. They got going on Atlantic Bank Arena. Saw Steve Buckantz last night calling the action uh, with Madison uh, Television, uh, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, you know, it, overall nice trip, nice. Not a bad drive from where I am. It's you know under two hours, which I appreciate. So well, it's always good yeah. when you're driven and you're not well, driving. My son drove there. I hey, made him. I made, Eminem. Yeah, I made check him. I made him drive. Yeah. Well, I made him drive there. Well, he actually offered to, and I was like, okay, why not? And uh, it wasn't nearly as scary as it normally is. You know, I, I'm I'm not a very good co-pilot or passenger. You know what right. I mean? I'm used to yeah. driving, and it, I get a little – I don't have one of those brakes. Like the driver's ed teacher had a brake. I don't yeah. have one of those. So uh, that kind of freaks me out. I would like to have an extra steering wheel at times too. But no, What so, would you feel safer with, uh, Nicholas or Linnell? <laughs> I don't know. Does Linnell have his license anymore? Because <laughs> well, he's always I mean, taking the subway every well, time I talk to I him. Know, I don't you know. know, the thing with Linnell, I don't know. You never know what he's carrying. True. You, know, you don't know yeah. if he's got a license. You don't. You just don't know. So, uh, but that that's interesting. Um, yeah. No, you it's had a good, good time, deal. Though. Yeah. Uh, the daycare went well. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah. Good. We, good. Well, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> when you're babysitting, you you never know. The baby could have indigestion, have gas. You know, it's going to be a little irritable. You're going to have to just figure <laughs> out, you know, what phases. Yeah. But, um, no, it was good. It was All right, well, that's good. Fun. I'm happy to hear that. Um, obviously, I didn't miss the smoke signals going up in uh-huh. uh, Commander's Park yesterday or anything. I didn't I didn't catch any of that. So, uh, still on the, I guess the interviewing process continues, right? Is that the story that what's going on today? The interview process is continuing today? 
uh, with uh, well, here, Eric Bieniemy, the here, Commanders. The deal is that he didn't run off the building. He didn't. <laughs> That's good, right? Yeah, I mean, right? It's, Seriously, it's, I mean, survive that, right? And, and the other part about it is that at least he's entertaining it. Honestly, if I had his credentials, not because of the football roster. Roster, sure. I think, is is promising. It's just the chaotic nature of how business is done yeah. here. I don't know if I'd move my family into this unless I had a lot of deceased presidents, presidential Yeah, you and know, you might, and there might be. Right? Yeah. There might be. It's a money deal, man. What is the money? What are you going to entice me into? Got a nice staff. It's going to blow Randy out. Well, Randy and their boys, mm-hmm. Jennifer, I mean, does that – Right, these people New have QB's been well coached. Coach. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. They, what what do Hal, I bring of my own? Right. Apparently, Hal works well yeah. with uh, with Zampezi. So yeah. you're right. Like, does he get to have? Assuming he takes this job, does he yeah. get to also have a say in the staff? Which would right. be fair. I mean, if it's his show, it's his side of the ball. I mean, he should be able to do that. Now, I I do want to mention this, and I'm going to duck after I say it because people are going to throw stuff at me. Um, theoretically. Um, and I know he's obviously been highly successful. He's part of a staff that's been to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls and everything. But I kind of felt like this fan base is really excited about a run-first offense. Uh, See, let me why, stop you to tell you this you is not a guy who has been part of a run-first offense, just by the by. Which is fine because, again, I think that stuff has been I, – I don't know why they keep going back to it. I, I get it when Taylor was playing quarterback, it made sense. Um, but I never thought for a second going into last year that's who they were going to be when they went out and got uh, Carson Wentz, drafted a receiver in the first round, extended Terry to make him one of the top paid receivers in the NFL, then drafted uh, a that's tight end, then grabbed another tight end. Um, it didn't speak to that. And then, of course, again, gave up two picks for a quarterback who was you know, a guy who liked to throw it around the yard, wasn't really a run-first quarterback or a part of a run exclusive offense um, outside of the short period of time he was in Indianapolis. So anyway, I just think that's funny because it's, again, they say stuff and then they do the opposite often. Mixed messages. Yeah, it's a lot mixed messaging. Yeah. You know, sometimes somebody once said to me when I was young, hey, less is more, dude. (laughs) Right. And maybe that's what it is. It's just like you don't have to share everything. You don't have to give us your innermost thoughts on everything. Uh, But if you are, at least have consistent messaging – because if this is what you told everybody, and then you're bringing Eric Bieniemy in here to be part of this ground and pound, you know, you know, two to one. I know that was overstated. Apparently, they had to clean that up after the press conference. Uh, offense. This is a guy again has been part of a sixty forty split for most of his life uh, with Andy Reid, and he even joked a few years ago he was going to lose his running back license. Have you ever known so anybody much. in this sport worth their salt? The telegraphs. All the punches tells you their plays before they run them. Nobody does. Not that. really. Not no, no, really. Nobody's yeah. successful. Not really. Yeah. All the people stuck in the middle mm-hmm. of average and ordinary always want to like they're selling a book. Sure. I've got a bestseller. I'm going to book tour. <laughs> right. You know. Right. But yet you're not an expert in anything. Sure. Because you don't have anything that measures up to what an expertise an expert would look like. Correct. So I'm going. Yeah, Let's we're doing just TED talks. Game. Yeah. yeah, we're doing TED talks here. Yeah, oh, he'd be fantastic, <laughs> you know. And he'd go out and, and like a lot of the people do the TED talks. Right. If you dig deeper, a lot of people yeah. have never really done what they right. claim to be good at. Yeah. But I'm just so amazed that, and we buy it, and I go, well, 
who's hiring him? Right. I haven't heard Mayhew's voice, and I keep going, so is the coach. I, I just, I'm confused, and that's why I was so happy that Tiger bailed me out yesterday because this frustrates me because we need this. This is critical. It's a big hire. For us not to blow next season. Sure. This is critical. Well, look, they're, they're, these play, the people involved here, assuming, again, you know, knock on wood, uh, until sale takes place, you know, you got to hold your breath. If sale takes place, new people, we've already heard all the stories about one new guy out there, potential new guy, you know, thought so much of the staff, he was calling up Sean Payton to see if he would be available to come here. So, I mean, this is a big year. I mean, we can stop all the, hey, it takes four years, it takes five no, years, no, BS. No, no. Whoever the new person is is going to think it takes right now. That's what their timetable is going to be. Right. End of this season, maybe even middle of the season. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows how itchy uh, of a person we have that comes in here, you know, assuming there's change. And I would tell you this, if the other guy sticks around, he's not going to be the patient, quiet guy uh, that is hidden in the background over these last uh, several years while he's been on double secret probation either. No. So this is a no. show me big time kind of year uh, for this for this group for this head coach this this um, coach centric situation. So this is a ginormous hire. I, look, I think the enemy look clearly the most qualified guy out there. I hope they get him. I hope it gets done. But I do find it fascinating that we went from an end of the season press conference where you described to me the most basic of football to now we're going to the guy who's doing ring around the Rosie, the Rose Bowl parade offense oh, is I suddenly going to be running the show. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Well, that's if, if you bought into. Right. See, they're counting on the fact that you buy into whatever they say. Yeah. They don't recognize that they've lost almost half the fan base that mutes them, has hit the mute button while they talk. Right, so, right, mean, right. Dude, I'm not interested in anything you say. I follow everything you do. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I follow what you do. Right. And I'm pleased with a lot of what's happened in the program, but the disastrous failure, the way you close out December, and to this date have not taken responsibility for it. Correct. And I guess the responsibility for it will be whenever the day comes here in the next, you know, what, I have three, four weeks calendar I'm looking at here. I guess like three weeks I have to do it. When they release the quarterback – that they stuck their neck on, that they re- watched all the video on analytics and all that, um, you know. Yeah, the one he beat his chest like Tarzan. They're cussing the people the in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so. I'm the one! Okay. Yeah, and then cut the interview short or the postgame yeah. short, rather. So anyway, whenever that moment comes, I think that will be about as much accountability as we get. I don't know if we'll get a whole lot of insight on it or what have you, but. Yeah, I mean, that should be a 30 for 30 at some point, as we like to say these days as well. So got a lot to uh, obviously wait on here. Everybody's saying that this is apparently headed the right direction. But again, you know, as you say, deeds, not words at this point. Let's let's see it all done and uh, find out, you know, what the details are once it uh, gets there. Again, it'd be fascinating, like you said, find out, does he get to have say in his staff? Makes sense. I mean, you should have some say on your staff. If you're the one coming here, you're the one taking the chance uh, signing up uh, with a situation that does not appear to have a lot of long-term stability. And, and historically, has not had a lot of long-term stability, needless to say. Uh, so Jay Binkley is going to join us. This is the postgame for the Chiefs on Sports Radio 610. He's going to join us at 1 o'clock, get his thoughts on, um, you know, what is what has been the story theory at the enemy? This is shroud of mystery is how many plays he gets to call. Is Andy Reid more involved? Do he and Andy love each other, hate each other? Uh, you know, why did Shady McCoy say the crappy things he said about him and all those uh, fun things? We'll get that from uh, Jay coming up uh, at one o'clock. Last night, something happened here. We're not sure if we're going to see postseason sports 
um, anytime in the near future professionally. I mean, the Wizards are, you know, hanging in there now at the All-Star break. They're at that nine seed, the vaunted nine seed uh, that is in the play-in part of the playoffs. Did you just miss the P word? Yes. Uh, the Capitals are in a precarious situation when it comes it to the postseason. No, not it's good. not good uh, they're, as they head out to the outdoor game this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a concern. But we do know this. The Maryland Terrapins are on solid postseason ground when it comes to the NCAA tournament last night, a huge win over Purdue. I want to talk to you a little bit about that coming up. Again, we'll Can't get. Wait. In- I was so pleased. I, I still, it was electric. Oh, it was big. All right. So we'll get to that coming up. Uh, again, Jay Binkley at one, talking more about Eric Bienemy. And obviously, if the smoke stack comes up, we will have breaking news at that point that there has been a decision made. But until then, we're just waiting like everybody else here on Burgundy Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 980, streaming live in the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. And if you could just bear with us here, we're going to you know kind of break format a little bit and Talk a little college basketball. That's why you're hearing the jump around. Big happening last night at College Park. The Boilermakers go down to the Terps. A uh, a huge win, obviously for Maryland. I, I mean, they're. I think they've been on solid ground for a while with the uh, with the tournament, but they're, you know, they're they're in. They're locked and loaded, right? You know, don't don't. Uh, Sorry, Patrick Jones. who says doesn't care about the Terps. Too bad. Deal with it. Um, you know, we, we got to you got to highlight the few winners you have in the area because we don't have many. So we, we're going to do that here for a second. As big as that event was, we don't get those type of events. Yes, <clears throat> in town like sure. we used to. Once upon a time, right? That was a mo- we like shooting a Gatling gun. Yeah, I agree. Now it's like a, a kid with a rock and a slingshot. No doubt. No so, doubt. Yeah. And storming the floor. I thought that's a little. Beneath them, that's <laughs> embarrassing to me. But Kevin being recognized, yeah, and people chanting at him and yelling and screaming at him, yeah. Um, I, I love that. It was my highlight of the whole evening, and that he has to defend 
his former coach, but I'm with these kids. The way they play defense, there's an electricity there that not like it hadn't been there before. Right, right. But it's been a minute. No, it had been, and um, you know, you can look. They had they had some good wins over Turgeon. I'm not wins with Turgeon. I'm not gonna say they didn't, but this has certainly been a great year for um, Coach Willard. They didn't expect this. I mean, this has been yeah, but overall, it was a disappointment. Oh yeah, Turgeon. absolutely. In yeah, the end, it's disappointing. Very disappointing. You host the Big Ten championship in your backyard, yeah. and you get your ass kicked like the way they did. That's a disappointment. No doubt. They were failed in expectations. No kidding. Uh, but I'm saying they did have big wins. It's not like they yeah, were. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. They weren't Casper the Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had some wins. It's not like this has been completely dead. But to your point about this court storming, I- I'm not surprised it happened because I think it was like six years ago was the last time they beat the top three team. Yeah. So these kids, they're in middle school. I mean, or, or in, you know, some, you know, maybe elementary school. So how would they know? I mean, they got no idea. Yeah, that's true. That's a great uh, point. You know, look, I saw Indiana. Indiana. Like, these people grow up with basketballs in their cribs, right? I couldn't believe it. They stormed the court at home against Purdue, Purdue. the little, the redheaded stepchild yeah. of the state of the Indiana, right? right? Purdue. They stormed the court on Purdue. Think about how beneath them that is. But they did it. So it happens all the time. Now, hell, I saw North Carolina do it a few, several years ago mm-hmm. against Duke at home. And I said, this is embarrassing for Tar Heel uh, fans, and it's awful. And I got people blowing back on me. So, ah, these are kids. They're no, going to have fun. They're drinking. Here's how I can be wrong. And it's true. And that's here's true. Here's how I can be wrong. In Eminem's era, they have to storm to get the selfies. <laughs> See, our era didn't have so. In other words, in their defense. Yes, yes, yes. They may have to do yeah. that. I, look, they because don't. they have to document everything they do. That's true. defecation and urination. <laughs> <laughs> they have to document it. Yeah. So I'm gonna give them a break. Yeah. Because in order to get the selfie, you gotta actually perform the act. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, they, there is a lot of that. Like you have to, you have to just take a picture of yourself every ten. What's that Snapchat thing? Is that where you have to check in like every half hour? What What is that all about? I'm trying to think of what that's called. That's called um. There's oh, some there's type a, of format. Yeah, there's a name for it. I, I don't use that app. I use okay, Snapchat. Good. But um, yeah, yeah you got to build up your Snapchat score, like Doc Seven. You got to get the <laughs> selfie. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I think it's hilarious. I, I don't know, but I do think there are like there should be a set of programs in the country, like basketball programs that have like a hard fast rule. And it's like you know how you read the thing at the beginning of the game. We don't condone racist, right. uh, homophobic right. behavior. You know, unruly fans. You know, cursing, whatever. Right. And at Duke University, you don't storm the court. That should be like part of the bylaw. Now Duke doesn't, and they have it. And, and you it? couldn't. You're going to have to help me, some historian out there. The last time you saw a Duke. T- fan base charge the court because I don't remember it happened in my lifetime. But anyway, so give them that as much as everybody hates them. At least they are so arrogant. They don't even do that. They don't There's give you the satisfaction. You. Yeah. They don't give you the satisfaction. But I think they're one of them. I think Carolina's another one. I think Kentucky, even though, yes, these teams I'm mentioning are not very good this year. Right. Uh, Indiana, as I mentioned earlier, I just think there's certain programs that is beneath them. But I will say this. I don't think Maryland's there. I, I, don't, I don't think they're at that level. Or ever have been, quite frankly, long enough, consistently enough to feel that way. So I, I get it. I saw them storm the court against NC State like five, six years ago. Yeah, no. So I, you know, it doesn't surprise me they did. It is a, a big rivalry a though within the schools, right? And there is history when both of them were at an elite level. Yeah, lefty. Yeah. So these phases. The problem that I have, and the disagreement I have with Coach Sheehan, yeah, is that you imagine the legacies of Lefty and Gary. Yeah. Tournament participants, I mean, badasses. Right, right. And we're trying to force fit another guy in who, quite frankly, failed. 
Yeah. No, he did. Did hit the mark. Well, and, he, and again, the worst part was he quit <laughs> at the end of it. I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. And, and look, it, it, was he treated always very well here? No. Uh, but, again, you know, they kind of, you know, came into that, that if you remember, want to go back some years, came into that coaching search a little arrogant about what they were going to do. Yeah. Well. And a little bit maybe full of, you know what, about what they were going to actually achieve out of it. So anyway, but who cares? Uh, but Wellard's done great. Well, Kevin cares. I mean, I know it is, but I mean, I mean, I just—it's like past to me. But Willard's done great, good for him. But you know how it is—you got to keep, you got to keep going ahead. I mean, you got to keep going ahead. But I—I'm not surprised if you would have told me yesterday if we'd have bet on it. If you said, "Okay, Maryland wins tonight," do they storm? Not storm? It's absolutely storm. I just said, "I'm just happy it was a full house again." That that's back to that's back to the normal. Six thirty tip, which is insane, and it's hard. I knew that no matter how light it may have been at tip. I knew by the break it'd be Bedlam. Yeah. And then they close out. And the way they defend, man, I can't say enough. There are two things I couldn't take my eyes off yesterday, and that was Terps, Tiger. Because of the level of intensity, big stage, and Purdue, yeah, I can understand why they had a streak, why they're number one. Big fella, in my era, seeing a seven foot four guy like that was kind of normal. Yeah, it was. And then it died, like a coach used to say, by where the buffalo. It's, yeah, it's like the T Rex. <laughs> it's like the T Rex. But the dude is soft guys that can hands. Post up, yeah, soft yeah. hands, jump. He's a he's serious. It's nice to see. Yeah, it's nice to see big players every once in a while playing like big players too, uh, not just stepping out and shooting threes, <laughs> shooting, trying to show their range off. But yeah, so you watched a lot of Tiger yesterday, and again, I told you I was on the road, so I didn't see any of this uh, stuff live, but. That it, you know, was he? It seemed like some of the highlights I've seen. He he's not walking great still, right? Is he still lumbering, limbering? You know, yeah. Limping? I mean, he's doing it in a way that amplifies his greatness. Sure. First of all, I don't watch anything without a remote in my hand. <laughs> right. And I've become like the millennials in that my patience now is shot. Like you're a microwave guy now. I'm like, yeah, I am. I am. I'm like, I'm you don't like, even have time for the air fryer. You're so impatient. No, I'm. I'm like, are you serious? Right. And then <clears throat> Carp hits me up. He's hey man, Tiger. That's like saying back in the day, Tyson's fighting. Yeah, Ali, uh, Gretzky. It's like, hey man, what's going on tonight? Caps playing and and over. You, the, the certain triggers. You know, who's pitching? You know who is. You know, one eye. Yeah. There's just certain guys. This dude is priced per, he's just beyond yeah. box office, limping. Then he hits bogeys. I mean, he, you know, and then he's not playing well. And then he's, you're worried about him. And then, you know, back nine, mm-hmm. lights bright, people cheering, yeah. and the dude delivers. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, just, I think he's already out today. He's plus one for the day, so he slid back a little bit. We'll see if he can hang in there. But yeah. no, I, I still, I, the fact that he's even continuing to try, because clearly he doesn't need the money. Playing with two badasses. Right. Doesn't need the money, doesn't need anything, right? No, you know, he got it. Yes, he does. He needs this. Well, I don't think he can survive yeah, without but, these, but, conquering these things. No, but my point is he's proven enough. I mean, he's had some awful, awful injuries, right, and surgeries. So I don't think you would begrudge him if he just had got to the point where, like, look, I can't live up to my standard. I'm done. You know, I'm not me anymore. I'm not Tiger Woods anymore. You really expect that? 
No, I don't, because I saw Michael Jordan play 40-plus years old in the league, and he couldn't palm a basketball or barely dunk it. So, no, he's stubborn as hell, and he's not going to. But every time one of these things happens, you're like, nah, this is it. This is it. But he tries to keep coming back. I mean, 30 off the tee. Yeah, I mean, it's great if he can do it consistently. But, you know, the whole thing is, can he do it today through the weekend? Sure, he could do it. Yeah, the endurance. And can the body. I mean, I. But I I just thought it was. It's just amazing. In our lifetime, you know, if Koufax is pitching, if Rivera comes in, there's just certain people. That you even it's Mariano in the business, Rivera, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Mario. Yeah, yeah. You have to see it. You know, you got to see it. No, no. No, he must see. I mean, look, the golf, um, you know, like the hardcore, you know, one percenter golf guys, we know a lot of them. Um, they, they'll watch every week, right? Well, that's she in the, the country club. Right. They'll yeah, watch every movie, week. Yeah. They'll, they'll be the ones that will critique the networks for, oh, it's too Tiger centric. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that draws eyeballs. I, I hate to tell you, if he's playing on Sunday this week in contention, I may actually turn it on. If he's not, I don't even know what the name of the tournament is, to be honest with you. It's the Genesis, Genesis Invitational. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I called it the LA Open to somebody the other day because I thought it was in LA, so I just assumed it was LA. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Genesis Invitational, whatever. So, but I mean, to, for me, golf. I mean, but you know, if I'm trying to get like a nap in or something, if I'm like really tired on a Sunday after mowing the grass, like it's the perfect thing to turn on, and then like in five minutes I'm asleep. I mean, it just bores the crap out of me. It but really if he's does. Playing, you're going to sleep. But if he, no, no, no. I'm saying if he, right. play, okay, like for yeah, most weekends, yeah, like these other guys that are these ups, up and comers that are you know never really quite as great as we think they are. I, I don't care. You know, it's just like whatever. It's but just then one again, of those, it's watching Larry Holmes at the end of it. Yeah. Do you want to see Joe? There's certain things that I don't want to see. You want to see your hero right. beaten to death? I mean, do you want to see your sure. your, your sprinter in last well, place? Well, I mean, just to go back to like what we were talking about with, um, you know, when I made the Jordan comparison, remember how yeah. uncomfortable people were, people were with just the fact that he had a Wizards uniform on number one? Yeah. I know. And, and number two, that he wasn't Air Jordan anymore. He was, you know. He's still very impactful. I mean, he was. Yeah. T- I hate to break it. He was the best player on that team for two years, right? You know, even though Rip put up some numbers and got you know got traded and paid, but you know, he was still the best all around guy on the team at, at an advanced age and obviously diminishing physical skills. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like Tiger, like in terms of like you were saying, shot making and how he could he can self evaluate and self you know fix it on the fly. Like he doesn't come out of the gates putting well or what yeah, have you. Short game you sucks. You can see that he was not getting. Yeah. He was just just and true he greatness. He fixes himself. Yeah, and then just. Uh, it, but I didn't miss a second of it. A second of it. That's and, wild. And I won't miss a second. And by the way, why isn't it on in this studio? Why am I watching Jim Rome talk? <laughs> where's the remote? Uh, I guess where's the it's remote? It's amazing this? that Jim is still talking. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't it seem like Jim is not even mainstream, and yet you always see him. He's there. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Everywhere. he's blowing yeah. up still. I don't even know what network he's on. I believe this is. I don't know. It looks yeah, like a I'm Rome. just saying. Oh, this is Rome show everywhere. Yeah. I don't oh. identify. Oh, it's CBS network. I don't okay. identify network with him. Right, right, right. I just know Rome's on. Right, you know, right, right. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, we need to put the put Tiger on because he's on the course right now. All right, uh, still no uh, white smoke out of Ashburn as we await the uh, offensive coordinator announcement. You know, Hoffman is just. Crossing his fingers, Craig is going. Yeah, Friday show. Tell about yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Friday right show. The, yeah, right to have it break right in the middle of a show. It could when you're on. Yeah, it could very well. Although you know, it almost come, would come off like a news dump on a Friday afternoon. I mean, yeah, you really you want, want to get that? this thing out before three o'clock. 
uh, if you want to wow. do it right, or actually really before 2 o'clock if you want to do yeah. it right, yeah. uh, to get the full glory <laughs> of it all. If you do it a late Friday or save it till like a Monday, it's like a news dump almost. You know, you got to get it out now. Anyway, uh, the NFL, you know, has been taking a lot of crap uh, for the field conditions uh, this past weekend. Or, or, and rightfully so. And, and rightfully so. Uh, interesting stuff came out about that uh, from the person who made it and uh, help design it. We'll talk about that coming up. It's uh, Burgundy and Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 90, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Burgundy and Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 90, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, You can check it out there at all times. Uh, By the way... (sighs) Alan, by the way, asked me, uh, you remembered your key card to get up to the studio, right? <laughs> yeah, weird thing. I, I actually have my key card, uh, headphones, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, most professionals do. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But you guys got to back off. I'm a big, big baby, man. He's going through so what happened the learning yesterday? process. So he was locked out? <clears throat> yeah, he couldn't get up. So the building. guy in the lobby wouldn't help him up? Why would he look like a thug? Did He, he don't look like somebody to be working in a reputable building. I mean, I told him all the time, son, in practice, you can't be wearing hoodies and, and beating all these things. You frighten people. And so the guy so would not let him oh, in. So I'm glad to know it was business as usual. I was oh, yeah. gone yesterday. That's great. Oh, man. All right. So since the Super Bowl ended, there's been a lot of discussions. You know, refereeing has been criticized, certainly, as it always is. But more so, the field. I mean, that has universally been ripped by both teams, saying it was the worst field they ever played on. The fact that the field didn't hold up was obviously a big surprise because the NFL actually spent some groundbreaking money on the field, right? I mean, they spent like almost a million dollars on this field. So how did this happen, right? This was kind of crazy. Uh, there is a school at Oklahoma State University had been developing this new breed of grass since 1986. The NFL used one of OSU's uh, newer breeds, the Tahoma 31. Tahoma 31! Can you hear like a Manning brother yelling that? Tahoma 31! I thought it was Tahoma. It sounded like the gentleman that was ahead of Tahoma. The name sounds real familiar. I wonder if they named it after the original guru of, of the field. Possibly. Feels, yeah. Uh, the school was so proud of it. The turf was being used. They actually tweeted it out during the game. Super Bowl is being played on Oklahoma State turf grass, right? Uh, see what ESPN has to say about it. So they had a whole, like, they were very excited about the opportunity to be, uh, you know, front and center on uh, Super Sunday. And so, you know, obviously uh, things fell apart. The school, in a statement, said this to via the Tulsa World Press. While OSU scientists developed and patented Tahoma 31, they had no role in creating and preparing the field for Super Bowl 57. Tahoma 31 was used for a, the base layer, but the field was also seeded with a top layer of ryegrass, which has a slick leaf surfaces, wind damp. Uh, that and other factors may have contributed to the traction issues during play. School's essentially saying it's the NFL's fault. <laughs> Um, the Eagles, for example, the school says in this release, played on Tahoma 31 at Lincoln Financial Field during the 2022 season, including the NFC Championship game two weeks ago. Uh, Tahoma 31 was widely used at a high-profile sites across the country, including Arkansas Razorbacks Stadium, which was recognized as 2022's College Football Field of the Year by the Sports Field Management Association. In the days leading up to the Super Bowl, um, 
George Toma, who is the guru that's of it, all gurus. George Toma. Yeah, but no, it's Toma's different than Tahoma. Okay, okay. Uh, Toma said that he thought the grass for this year's Super Bowl was among the best. Uh, this is a new turf, he told Fox 4 in, uh, you know, in Kansas City. I believe this is the second best turf we've had in 57 Super Bowls. The 94-year-old also revealed the NFL spent uh, a record three-quarter of a million dollars on the turf. In the first 27 Super Bowls, we didn't spend $1,000 on grass for the game. Thomas said this year we spent $750,000. The investment obviously did not pay off, as it has been called by many, including, you know, obviously he's heard Hassan Reddick say it was one of the worst fields they've ever played on. And the Chiefs players said it was bad in week one when they played on it. So I don't know what the NFL did differently to the field in Arizona, but again, this is Oklahoma State's version of it that it should have been fine if they didn't screw it up by putting the layer of rye on it. I wonder this too. How much do you think the paint had something to do with it? Because like when they when they put these logos on college basketball floors, it always it seems always to be an affects, issue. It right? always affects. It. Yeah, yeah. It always has, yep. and it always will. Yep. They want the cake and eat it too. You want to have a game, and then you want to have the best halftime show ever. Yeah. And you want to put a thousand people on the floor. It's greed, and sure. it's also somebody's got to give. Can we just do something in the best interest of the game? Right. We could have had the halftime outdoors in Televest and shot it ahead so everybody could see it. Sure. They don't have to be inside. Well, they had floating stages, so they actually had fewer people on the the, the field actually than normal in that sense. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't have one of these now, big stages point. that they put out. Great I, point. That's great I don't point. know, man. It, to me, maybe that's why. No, you just you just nailed something. Yeah, that could be it. I, I just don't understand why they. If if the, you're telling me this is the best sod grass, whatever you want to look at it, you know, out there for fields and they're winning awards, why would you add another? Why would you use it as a base layer and try to? Throw another layer on top of it. I don't know. And I've always wondered this about George Toma. Um, That's it. Yeah, George Toma, mm-hmm. right? For years, he has been he was called in from Kansas City. He was the Chiefs guy, right? He was the Chiefs ground school guy. Mm-hmm. And for years, they had the old school AstroTurf, remember? They played on AstroTurf forever at Arrowhead. That was that crappy old like carpet that you know they had everywhere else in the in the 70s and 80s. Yep. And but they would call him into San Francisco. For you know, a candlestick was under crisis year in and year out, like with this you know, crazy rain and what have you. And he'd always be part of it. And they had some of the worst fields ever <laughs> in those championship games. I remember the one year where Dallas lost, and obviously it's the only reason Dallas lost uh, to oh, the 49ers yeah. in '95 was that field was so awful. Remember, Dallas fell down twenty-one nothing. They're fumbling. They you know they threw interceptions. I mean, it was just a terrible field condition. I was at stick. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, I think it was a candlestick. Yeah, it was candlestick. Yeah, was yeah, there, yeah, that was candlestick. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was awful. It, was, it looked like it was. I mean, let's not portray our place to be. No, like and then I was going to get to a us. Place yeah. of refuge. Yeah. It was terrible for the opponents. We were used to it. Right. But you would have thought for a championship game they could have done better. Yes. But they never do. By the way, this stadium, mm-hmm. FedEx Field. It's like we're not in state the stadium mm-hmm. right now, but the stadium here in town. Uh, just, you know, stones throw from here. Uh, mm-hmm. FedEx field. Mm-hmm. As maybe, you know, we have comeback players of the year. It's got to be the comeback turf of, of the year, right? Like Absolutely. this season was Absolutely. held up incredibly well. Absolutely. Uh, they did, you know, and this is, again, should be the standard. Yeah. What it was, I don't know what they did differently, but maybe they should start looking outside of the George Toma world for people to help them with these turf situations because clearly they blew it. I mean, they, they, somebody should lose their position for this. It's terrible. Should never happen. If you spent money more than ever before, and this is the solution you came up with, I mean, you got to you got to start over. And somewhere. I want a name too. I want somebody to be held yeah. responsible, right? 
not just you know take because it the losing team is going to always have that in the back of their mind, and at, especially a great pass rushing unit that got nothing done, and some of it was slippage. You could sure. see Reddick. I mean, it got if you're a quick twitch guy, you had no shot. You couldn't change direction, and um, and it worked on both sides. Yeah, I I was taken back by it. I was really taken back by it. 13 minutes. I mean, I still am not over the fact that we would alter the game and alter timeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, halftime. Right. I still think I got a problem with that. So this Don't is be- F with the game right. to make more money. Right. So during the season, it is acceptable to have, what, 12 minutes of halftime, right? Th- it, yeah, 12 It's an express yeah. version of it. Right. But at the Super Bowl, it's a 29-minute halftime. And this, again, goes back to the speculation we had going to the Super Bowl. What would the Andy Reid staff experience get him out of the Super Bowl versus this Eagles, Greeners, and Gord staff, right? Right. Well, here's what it got him. They knew what to do at halftime and obviously managed their time better and were prepared to having a plan B, C, and what have you at halftime to go to. And, you know, a lot of the discussion, despite what, you know, the Manning brothers think, you know, was about actual halftime adjustments from that staff because they had the time to, to get into all of it and when they broke up into their particular units. Yeah, but do you or not agree? It's like the heavyweight championship of the world. 20 rounds to that. No, we don't go 20. You know, start, do you well, change? we do play five sets in tennis in majors and three in the regular time for men, right? Like the men play three sets normally, right. but in majors they play five, which is true. Heavy, they did used to do it in heavyweight fights, so right? 12 to 15, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. They used to. Yeah, they don't, don't do it like anymore, it. thank God. It's inhumane. You're right. <laughs> it's that's really I mean, that's terrible. Why. I mean, you really don't even need that many rounds. You probably no. could get away with eight ten. to ten. You're right. I mean, come You're on. Right. Come on I mean, man. It's, it's real here. Guys walking around don't oh. even know who they are. Oh, it's it awful. Go 15 rounds. That oh. was in you. But it was in the same thing with UFC. Yeah. As much as I love it, I feel like a hypocrite. Oh, it's so, This is so bad. Barbaric. It's and totally we're barbaric. It, oh, it's and like we're the Roman times, it, man. And it's somebody's son right. or daughter. The only thing different is they don't have like swords. And knives. It's like, like I did uh, several years ago the Roman Coliseum and reading, you know, listening to all the stuff about about you know the fights and all this stuff. And I'm like, it sounds like UFC. No, it does. <laughs> well, the original UFC, like UFC one to I think five, and now they're at like two eighty something. Right. Was uh like basically no rules, like. You could, right, uh, no holds barred. You could do like groin shots. You could do, like, it was really out of pocket. You could do some wild things. Oh my god, that's I mean, it's, so it's insane! It's the whole thing that have happened. Like, who would train somebody and say, "Hey, you ought to be a UFC fighter"? Yeah. At this point, I mean, know what you know. But man versus oh. animal. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff. Right, lions fighting lions. against yeah. these guys. Yeah. I mean, that was like, and like they had no choice. By the way, they were slaves. They threw yeah, them out there. That, yeah. Of course. I mean, nobody, nobody trained or <laughs> nobody voluntarily that. got they, into they put that. You in there, but yeah. see the movie Gladiator. And, and some of them won. Yeah. I mean, they got out of it. It's it's it is amazing what we'll do for sport, but it ought to be a level playing field. That was not. It's different right. in Buffalo. If you you, the fact that you don't as soon as they build a dome there. Watch what happens. Right, Same thing take... with Minnesota. Yeah. You had a you had a climate advantage, and you take that away, you neutralize that, and you may never be heard from again. Yeah, it is weird how they do kind of again change the game. But this is again, this is beyond sport, right? This is a an experience. This is part of Americana now. It, it's not just 
a sporting event. It's for everybody, right? They want everybody to watch. You want you to critique the commercials. They want all of it. They, they don't just want the football part of it. It's uh, Again, all I want out of it is a Monday holiday nationally. And the, or a Super Bowl no, Saturday. No, I want Super Bowl Saturday. Or Super Bowl yeah. Saturday, right. Like, yeah. I think Super Bowl Saturday needs to happen. Now, that what would about be the young so people, better. though? What about your people, Eminem? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, all the way. That's what we were talking about yeah. before the game during pregame. So much better. We were like, why is this not on Saturday? Right. They move the games all the time. They love to move the games. Like, Saturday night would be the perfect It's got to be a financial reason. Yeah. I know. got to figure it out. I know. Because it sounds cool. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Saturday night's fine. All right, let's break. We'll come back. Uh, we're still awaiting word if there will be one today on Eric Bieniemy. We'll talk more about his candidacy uh, at the top of the hour when uh, Jay Binkley joins us. Chiefs post game, Sports Radio six ten in Kansas City here on the Team nine eighty streaming live on the free Odyssey app. One, two, get down. I wonder how many people do we have that are actually. Sitting on the side of the beltway right now, mm-hmm. just waiting for the word to drop. Yeah, or the smoke to yeah, be the seen. Smoke to be seen. Yeah, <laughs> like naming of a pope. You and know? then what are they doing now? I had a chance to speak with Ben Standing for a second. Uh-huh. He had to go in a meeting, and I had to run up here. Um, guys like Standing and the core over there, the crew. It's almost like being on the White House staff. You're waiting to hear some words. Yeah. Probably a lot of people in close proximity to the park, and then all hell will break out. Yeah, you know, um, like I said before, I I think you're in that weird time warp at this point where, you know, you don't want to be looking like you're doing as a Friday news dump, as they like to call it in the business. Anything like after 6 o'clock on a Friday is seen as a news dump. Like, you want to get the most exposure. Like, in the olden days, like, they would want to make sure a George Michael, a Glenn Brenner could get over there to do a live shot in time with a big announcement, even if, although now I think you have to do it, like, outside of the park or in the parking lot. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? They want to do it like that. Are you allowed to do that? I mean, mean, you want to make sure that it's on, you know, uh, the Command Center show for tonight. You know what I mean? So you want to want to make sure that you get the most max, you know, pixels, if you will, to use a Ted Leonsis term out of it. You know what I mean? You want to get the most of those out of it. But I don't know. Uh, right now, it's just it's, the timing is what it is. This guy, you know, coached in the Super Bowl. He had to go to the parade. He came in here, started talking on a Thursday night, talked, uh, or was it Wednesday night, I guess, he came in, and then Thursday, and then obviously that has trickled into Friday now. And I'm sure there's, you know, there's probably agents involved. I would have imagined money's involved. Like anything else, control, a lot of things, you know, to get done. It's an important contract if you're Eric B. Enemy, because you don't want to be left hanging out to dry if this thing changes in a year. So I don't I don't blame him. But if you're the commanders, you probably want to get the good news out there as soon as possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, good news is like oxygen. Good news is like oxygen to this program. You know, they, yeah. you want to make sure... If somebody's going to say something good about you, get it out there. Get it out there. I thought that story today in the Post was a little bit concerning about the bidding war not being an actual bidding war for the franchise right now. And that, you know, they're still hoping to get something in the $6 million range. And that north of $7 billion has not materialized at all. And now, you know, the people have really dug into this thing and seen that, oh, yeah, there's some issues here. You got a low fan. You got a low season ticket base. Less, you know, lat, bottom third of the league in terms of total revenue. You know, these these billionaires didn't become billionaires, but being stupid in most cases, these guys, you know, so in some cases they didn't all inherit it. They built it. They worked hard for it. Yeah. So they're not stupid about spending their money. They're not going to overspend just for the sport of it. 
And quite frankly, with the way the NFL system, this post story today, I watched a post story, which was really well done, and it mentioned how the NBA has changed the way they allow t- people to they help people to help them get into the business. For for a league that talks about, hey, we want more inclusion, we want more opportunity, they've really cut it down to a handful of people that can afford to be in the business under their under their guidelines in terms of money as to how much you know how you have to have you know twenty no more than twenty five percent no more than twenty five people in the ownership group, no shares held by a private equity firm. Uh, public corporations or sovereign wealth funds. I mean that that's Do tough. You blame them? That's tough. You have to have a, a, a debt limit of one point one billion at the same time. But yet, Doc, they do this, and they got a guy who owns the team now that you know might might be in over his head a little bit in terms of what he owes. Exactly, but they have a way of getting it back. <clears throat> They're setting up a deal that only attracts the super rich. Yeah, they don't want you to gang up and get a group of people to come. It's not gonna happen with them. Yeah. So yeah, and the, and the guy who we're not mentioning right now could care less about all of them because he can pass every test. It's just a matter of when he decides to to expose himself. So Jeff Bezos, who you're speaking of, right? Am I right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. So Jeff Bezos, if he really wa- he wants to be in the NFL, he's admitted as much. Uh, he got a big endorsement over Super Bowl week. I don't know if people were paying attention to this. For all of them, you know, like our friend, uh, our paranoid friend Neil, who uh, I think actually works, is on the payroll Neil Snyder. in Rockville. Yeah, in Rockville. Uh, anyway, you know, he's like, well, why would they want a guy richer than them? Well, Jerry Jones is richer than all of them, and it hasn't been any advantage for him in terms of, like, revenue. Like, Dallas makes more money than everybody, and it doesn't help him. They just let the Walton family air into the party, okay? And he, he's richer than all those guys, right? Now you have... Uh, you know, a situation where Bob Kraft comes out and goes out of his way to endorse. And Bob Kraft, I think, carries quite a bit of weight in the league Agreed. to endorse Jeff, Jeff Bezos. So there's two options for Jeff Bezos. Obviously, you have a team currently on the market here that you could, you know, maybe just put a number out there that nobody can even touch. And even even Dan Snyder, with all his hate and anger towards you for what he believes was a personal attackage on him and his... Uh, you know his franchise over these years wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to say no to it, or he could wait it out and you know maybe when Seattle comes up in the next couple of years, go there, you know and try to buy that team. I mean the, the thing the Seahawks have going for him it's not obviously as big a market as here, but they already have a stadium in place. Say what you want about the Twelves. I know they just showed up like the Cicadas, you know, over these last eight years. Like yeah. we didn't even know they existed to be honest with you. Uh, and then they just came out of the ground out of nowhere, and they got twelve flags in their in their in their garage, you know, on their garages and their stickers and their cars and their front yards. And you're like, what the hell is this twelve stuff? I thought that was Texas A and M. A and M, yeah. I thought it was a Texas A and M thing. No, 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 it's Seattle. We're twelves. Okay, whatever. I mean, but the stadium, you know, they they meter it like earthquakes and all this stuff when it was rocking, you know. And even with Russ not eating there this year, they they were still a great home field. So he's got a built-in stadium done. But I guess there's the ego part of it. Like, we don't know this enough about Jeff Bezos. Is he, like, one of these guys is like, I'd like to build my own stadium, do my own thing, like Bezos World or whatever it would be called. And, you know, he's already got, you know, they're building Amazon out, obviously, in Crystal City, and they want to rename Crystal City because of it. <laughs> you know, whatever they're doing over there. And, you know, if it's he is, if he is going to stay in the newspaper world, his paper's right here in town. So there's a lot of things that would make sense for him to want to be here. And he could certainly change a lot of um, minds about, I think, where the stadium, uh, you know, realistically could be placed, where the other guy would have no chance of getting it done. Yeah, it, you know, it, it that and the co- coordinator deal, disco on 
with her. I think this is something else we have to consider. If Bienemy is the OC, he doesn't think he should be locked into Sam Howell. If he wants to draft right. a quarterback early or wants to have a reasonably priced free agent, then Ron has to be open to it. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see Howell develop and given a shot. I think that is it's fair. credible and fair. Yeah, I, you know, is there an obvious guy? I don't know. I mean, does he have his eyes on somebody? Does he like somebody? Did they ask him ahead of time what he thought of how going into last year's draft? I'm sure they did. I'd be fascinated. Well, he had to have a ra- rating on him. Yeah, he had to have a rating on him. Absolutely. They rate all these guys as the mm-hmm. offense coordinator. Absolutely. I don't know. That's a great question. It's not like he's going to get to bring Pat Mahomes with him. I mean, we'd not love yet. it if he could. Chad mm-hmm. Henney's retiring. I think they're third guys under contract, so I don't see that happening. But I guess there's a possibility. I mean, who are the but who are the available quarterbacks out there? It's not it's like a who's who's list. And and by the way, here's the other little small rub to it all. Could you actually like let's say he was a big Derek Carr fan? Doesn't mean Derek Carr'd come here. I mean, there's there's the other part of it. Or you could get the financials to make it worth Derek Carr's worthwhile to come here. So it's not no, I, quite see, that simple. All of that makes sense. It kind of makes sense to um, he gets a backup quarterback, Michigan man who retires. He done nothing wrong in that office. Knows it like a T. I <laughs> thought he was going to coaching. Yeah. You know, does Henny yeah. come out early because right. he wants to join his staff? That'd be wild. Or do you want to get more one year out of him to have him come be your veteran backup? Yeah. There's there's some possibilities there. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Uh, it is Burgundy and Gold today. Uh, Doc Walker, Scott Jackson with you here. Uh, coming up next, Jay Binkley, Chiefs postgame show, Sports Radio 610, joins us here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.